When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you guys? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks. I'm Bruce. That's my partner, Dark Mark. Dark Mark and Bruce. Dark Mark. <laughs> I'm James. This is Haley. Thanks for having us. Thanks for taking time. Yeah. I appreciate it. Where are you guys located? Uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I did read that. Isn't it? I'm just going to jump right in there. Is it strange playing this kind of music in what I assume is a very not metal city or very religious city? I say um, yes and no. No, because Salt Lake City actually has a great metal scene. So we have a great, yeah, we have a great uh, community of bands that play all different genres of metal. So we feel right at home there. Um, Yes, because we tend to take that uh, one step further into being anti-religious. So (laughs) blasphemous, right? (laughs) Yeah. And so... I would say uh, that kind of puts us in a little more of a niche. Believe it or not, there's not that many, like, uh, we have a big metalcore community here. Like, that's kind of like the big genre. So, Uh, I didn't mean to, like, put you guys on a spot, but that's a, uh, when you said Salt Lake City, that's what I think of, right? This pristine sort of (laughs) religious city and not what you guys are doing. Something like a cradle of filth or or that sort of thing, right? Oh, exactly. That's what helps inspire our music. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it, it's very religious here. It's a very, like, nice kind of vanilla city. You know, everyone's very kind. So, you know, um, even people that we meet, like, uh, I, I work in a lot of the temples here as a, as a construction worker. So it's always kind of funny because they'll see, uh, they'll, I always go into the trailers and I'll see the guys, like, the other contractors like watching our music videos and they're always just kind of like that's pretty cool <laughs> they're all really nice about it. <laughs> but no real blowback then no really. the, the difference between i think like mormonism and a lot of other uh christian based faiths is i call it the um howdy neighbor religion because they're very like they're very sweet and that's kind of how they recruit is through through honey instead of vinegar so right. that's why uh, a lot of our imagery in our videos tends to lean towards more Catholicism because Mormonism just isn't scary, at least not on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. So, and like I said, I'm, I'm a religious studies major in school and I, I'm really interested in that sort of kind of metal meets religion. So that's why I asked that. Of, of course, like I said, it's a huge um core of what our music is about especially as a woman growing up in the predominant faith here in salt lake city uh it was 
it was crazy. You're meant to just kind of, uh, you are bred to make babies and be a good wife and cook and clean and, uh, one man for one woman sort of thing. And it's just never been who I am. So <laughs> I thought it was one man for many women, but <laughs> that's the, uh, that's the thing we get on TV too, right? So there's all these weird, uh, I guess, misperceptions of, of Salt Lake city, maybe. Yeah. So there's sections yeah. of Salt Lake city where polygamy is still practiced. Like you have like the, uh, the LDS faith that it's, a it's against their rules to have, polygamy and then you have the flds that's like the fundamentalists that follow like the old religion and they're mostly like down in like southern utah and stuff and like salt lake okay. city's not really salt lake city's actually pretty liberal in that sense it's all the surrounding areas around salt lake that is very much kind of more fundamentally lds Gotcha. All right. Sorry. I got you totally off track. We're here to talk about arsenic addiction, but like I said, my, <laughs> my religious background and stuff is, is, you know, very, very interested in that sort of thing. So. Yeah. Like I said, that's a, that's a huge core of who we are. Um, so it makes perfect sense. <laughs> Excellent. So for those not familiar with arsenic addiction, can you give us the two sentence elevator boardroom pitch sort of thing? So arsenic addiction is black and gothic metal. So we like to meld kind of like the gothic sound of everything like church choir and bells um, with inspiration lyrically and I would say musically from black metal. So Perfect. And so image is a big part of your uh, what you guys do. Are mm -hmm. you guys planning to take this when you take this out on the road is it going to be like a big theatrical presentation or production we would love to get there eventually <laughs> yeah as much as we can we just played a uh, hell and heaven fest down in toluca mexico and like even going down there we could only bring minimally like minimal things right um, flying down so but we try to bring like the imagery of like some of our music videos and stuff to the stage like so our makeup our costumes um i have a pair of goat horns i wear on stage um stage blood but when we when we play in the states and we're allowed to you know travel with all of our stuff we try and bring like um candles we have windows that are um led cathedral windows uh we we try to make you feel as immersed as you as if you're watching one of our music videos so that's great but it also leads to i think lots of mishaps right oh yeah <laughs> yeah oh, i've got to ask this question too because uh, i'll give you the little backstory i was on seventy thousand tons of metal when you're doing some interviews with saltatio mortis i believe that band is and i asked him what was the craziest thing that happened on stage and the guy's like hey we were playing at vakin or whacking whatever you want to say and i sat down at my drums to start playing and a hornet went up my shorts <laughs> And stung him in the nuts. And he was telling me that you know, his it continued to grow and swell like a grapefruit, but it was the first time they had played Bakken and he wasn't going to miss it. So he played in, you know, tremendous pain with a grapefruit. Yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, do you guys have any like weird mishaps that you care to share with us? Oh, we just had a similar experience with our drummer, actually. So uh, we played on the nude blood stage down in Mexico and it's still a really big, decent stage. I, it's, it was the biggest stage we've ever played on. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why though the stage itself was like a trampoline. It was like bouncy. 
Especially the drum riser. Yeah. Just shaking. And so the stage is bouncy and then they put a drum riser on it, which is extra bouncy. So our, you can see on our drummer's drum cam as he's playing, he's like swaying, like he's on a ship. And really? so he's trying, yeah. So he's trying to like play and uh, <laughs> like, and not like sway off the platform. Um, yeah. And I, as a vocalist, um, the elevation was also like way higher. Uh, we live in the mountains, but it's like our highest mountain. So I'm like trying to sing and jump around and I'm so tired that I don't realize like every little piece of the stage has like a little lip where they connect. So it probably looks so silly because I'd be like headbanging and windmilling and then I'd be like, <laughs> get back up and be like, I'm good. Nice. <laughs> nice. Do, do you know uh, that old no. joke? <laughs> Sorry. Do, do you know that old joke about how you know whether a stage is level? <laughs> oh. The drool is coming out both sides of the drummer's mouth. <laughs> that's, 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 yeah, your little story nice. made me think of that one. <laughs> exactly. I mean, with the with the extra element of um, stage theatrics, I mean, we've had tons of stuff go wrong. From like, my hair has gotten caught in his headstock one time. Because <laughs> oh, we used to have this little bit where he'd be playing his solo, and I'd go and like sit on his knee and lick like the neck of his guitar. And so we did that a little bit and I went to pull away and my hair was like, Oh no. And what, what do you do at that point? Other than like, we got to keep performing. So at that point I was like, I guess I'm going to lose some hair. So I just went, (laughs) (laughs) and so my hair like stayed in his headstock and his guitar like went completely out of tune and we just had to like finish the song and (laughs) mid solo. It's all like, no, no more solo right now. (laughs) (laughs) So when I'm reading the bio then, Moon and Sun, is that really from the 2019 record? Yeah. Yeah, that one is. What was the reason to release it so many years later? So, I mean, obviously, like with 2020 and COVID happening, we released XIX at the... Right before the pandemic. Yes. Like December, um, September area and so we never got to promote or tour or travel on that album um for two years and so about a year into the pandemic we decided well what can we do safely we can get together and have a small crew and make music videos and that's how we'll promote the album and still be able to give it some do um it really sucked that it, yeah, we spent five years on this album and then we were like, yeah, we're going to go tour this album yeah. and promote the shit out of it. And then the world shut down. So. Right. So this was kind of something you guys put together the video during the shutdown or lockdown or whatever. Yeah. We planned three videos. So we did um, fire moon and sun and tomb sleep. Right. Uh, Malefiche. Malefiche. And, then, and then we did uh, another song off the album called uh, tomb of sleep that we were still kind of in the pandemic and we're like, well, we'll just do another video for it. So. Gotcha. I know this morning I've been listening to Mary Immaculate. Mm -hmm. That's quite a song. Thank you. you. Um, Funny thing is it's one of our oldest songs um, that just, it didn't quite fit 2019. So as far as the album concept went, so we decided let's wait and release it as a single and 
One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the One Hit Thunder or nothing more than a One Hit Blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods. It's our most rock-based song. <laughs> Maybe that's why it resonates with me. I was like, wow, that's really great. Yeah. Yeah, we pulled some elements of, like, uh, when we were writing it, like, uh, at least guitar wise, like pulling like elements of like typo negative and stuff like that. Like all these like super gothy bands that we really, really like. And we kind of built off of that and made it very rocky kind of cathedral esque, like church choir esque kind of song. Right. But, uh, but yeah, that one was one that we started writing and then, um, didn't make it onto XIX and then we just kind of held on to it. And then we decided that we wanted to release it as a, as our newest single. Yeah. Kind of as a good transitional piece. Um, even though this upcoming album will definitely be more towards like the blackened metal. Um, I thought this was a, a nice closure, a nice goodbye to kind of like, um, 2019 and everything that came before it. And, good imagery into um kind of like the concept of the next album so so are you guys planning i guess you guys are planning then on doing another full length or another ep and you're not just going to stick to the singles route yes yes um we will release it kind of like in the modern way of we will release singles from the album like five songs um (sighs) That's one thing I hate about the music business is I, I personally like the, I miss like the days of the anticipation of the album, you know, uh, where you, you know, you'd like go and get in line for it and like, it would be an event or you'd have listening parties or whatever. And that's just like, unfortunately kind of like a dying thing. So we're trying to adapt. And so it's not how I prefer to release an album, but we're going to try it this cycle. We're going to release a few songs off it and then the rest of the album. So, Mark, you got anything? Just curious. Um, sorry, did, did I hear you say a second ago that like uh, you were planning on touring in 2020? Like you had the album in 2019 and you were planning on touring through it and then the world shut down? Yep. Okay. So, oh, oh, just something that hit all the time, like I see it all the time on Blabbermouth, is like the difficulties of touring nowadays. So do you still have those plans or is it just impossible for bands that aren't like Motley Crue sized? It is nearly impossible. Yeah, it's it's really difficult. Like uh, I've tried to do like a couple short runs um, this past year and a lot of the booking places, you know, because venues took a hit too, you know, especially sure. the venues that will host, you know, up and coming smaller bands, independent bands like us. And like you said, unless you're Motley Crue, and you have an entire crew showing up to lay it out for you and you're not going to bring that huge pull that they need for their money, you know, to keep the place open. It's really hard to book that. So they look at your Spotify numbers, you know, they look at all these things and if they don't know you and you don't already have an in, it's really hard to get a gig 
and yeah, places don't, you haven't played before. They don't want to take a chance on you because we were just hoping we could go open for some locals. Like we weren't even expecting to like headline our own tour. We we're like, Hey, like put us on a local show. We'll be the openers. Like we just want like our foot in the door, like exposure in. And they were like, no, unless you can draw this many people in this area. No, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So how in the world does a, a newer bands do it then? We're trying to figure that out ourselves. Currently, uh, currently, I know social media is a big, big part of it. Um, having your numbers up as far as like followers, interactions, likes on TikTok, especially, is a huge one. It's a full-time and- job too, right? I mean, I know I struggle with the show as well. It's a really full-time job. It really is. And it's something as a musician we greatly struggle with because, I mean you're already pouring so much of your time and energy into making the music and performing and your imagery. And then on top of it, it's like, well, now you got to be a content creator and you have to be a comedian and you have to be funny and you have to appeal to the masses in order for your video uh, to get pushed out. And that's the problem with our band is, so we, we do have um, our bass player is also a woman. We're not, we'll never be that band that, pushes our gender forward to say hey like we got two chicks in the band it's like no <laughs> we're just a, we're a solid unit um and so none of us are gonna you know wear bikini tops and right. and be like buy my album and we're not comedians because our music we are silly people our music is not so right i don't think you're chopping up uh like from what i see mary immaculate into 30 second funny clips yeah yeah, especially like, right. That song actually is so emotionally charged. It's actually really hard to sing live. So it, yeah, to make a joke of it, like right. it's kind of, it, I can poke fun at myself, but my music is, is it's a little harder. <laughs> oh yeah, I 100% agree. I sort of feel the same way, you know, because I'm doing the show and it's the same sort of thing. It's all me and, you know, I've got a couple people to help out, but we're constantly trying to figure out a way to stay on top of the newest social media, right? Because every time you get one, there's another kind yeah. of a you to figure yeah. out. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? Introducing threads, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next for you guys then? Are you guys, uh, you have another single queued up and ready to go or? We do actually. Um, we have another video and another single, um, queued up and ready to go. And we just have to make some tweaks to the video and we were going to release it in December, but we released a song last December and it, uh, I just think with the holidays and the end of the year, it didn't do great. So we're going to wait just a little longer into the new year and hopefully this video will take off a little better. Yeah. So we're, we've got another single, uh, loaded up and then we're in the middle. We're almost like I, I think we're about in the middle of writing a new album so mm-hmm. we have four or five more songs to kind of put together and then we're hoping uh beginning of next year probably around march to get into the studio and start recording the full album and then starting to pick singles off of that so like the end of 24 something full yeah yeah that's what we're hoping for is uh spring summer of 24 to be getting ready to release something that we can actually hopefully get enough traction on to uh, go out and to do a couple short runs here and there. And uh, we're looking to play some more festivals next year. 
um, because it's just a great way to link up with the other community of other bands that are like us that are kind of trying to do that. You know, we all end up just, you know, palling around and bonding at these festivals and kind of seeing each other again. It's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I definitely think the community is the biggest thing for the metal world, right? Whether you're whether you're, you know, your size or like Motley Crue, like Mark said, it doesn't matter. It's the community is the community and it's, there's nothing like it. No, oh, absolutely. No, there really isn't. Like we, we're nobody and going down to um, Mexico to play this festival. It was like, shit, I hope people will be there to watch us play. <laughs> <laughs> and they were. Uh, they were. And they were fantastic. They're absolutely amazing because the stage we played on is actually um so there's the festival and then there's the festival doors it's actually on the outside of the festival it's like right as you kind of come in it's for bands like us you know the locals and the up-and-coming ones and stuff and there was still a huge amount of people down there don't downplay you were still there right yeah no it was awesome and it was but it was so cool that people would come and before they went into the festival they stopped to watch our set like they they didn't have to so that was like the biggest compliment like um and just meeting them they they love metal down in mexico (laughs) i think all of latin america does when i talk to people they're always telling me like south america is totally insane you know when they go down there yeah like playing a show in comparison uh to in the states i've never i've never experienced anything like that so it, it was really cool yeah mark anything i think we did all right, so before we go then, I know we were talking about 30-second funny clips. Yeah. I do this because uh, I have somebody to post them for me. I'm going to show you a picture. If you're game, I'm going to show you a, a picture. It's totally screwed up. Just tell me what you see in the picture and then okay. what, the, what the next frame would be. Okay. All right? Be prepared that it's screwed up, but it's it's worth it. It's fun. Hold on one second. <laughs> yes, I don't know. All right, do you see that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you see there? Uh <laughs> well, first you see the dude's ass. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh I feel bad for the dog because I feel like the guy's kind of checking in with the dog to be like, what do you think? And the dog's like, it's not good, man. <laughs> <laughs> good thing it's just the two of us out here because I don't want you to embarrass me with your tiny wiener. Yeah, yeah I feel but- like this is Go ahead. <laughs> this is like we want to watch Castaway, but we have Castaway at home photo. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the next frame would be? Where does this go? Nowhere, <laughs> nowhere good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nowhere I mean, good like is right. It looks like there's a ship out there. So I think the next frame is this dude <laughs> on the boat. And hopefully the dog's with him. But yeah, it definitely looks like uh, hopefully the next frame would be him on the boat being rescued and having to explain himself. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm just going to stick with it for one more second. Why why does a dog have a a thought bubble of a house? And he has a thought bubble of a, I guess, a wiener. Uh, I I would say he's planning on eating the dog and the dog just wants to go home the dog just wants to go home <laughs> the dog's oh, man. just like man i don't want to be anywhere else but here <laughs> <laughs> all right fair enough so before we go then 
Um, if fans want to find you, how do they, can you give us your socials? Of course. Um, so you can stream all of our music on any streaming platform platform and anywhere music is sold. You can find us on Instagram at arsenic.addiction. You can find us on Facebook at facebook-doseofarsenic. And you can find us on TikTok at Arsenic Addiction. And YouTube. Yep, and YouTube. Hi, I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are The Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts.